of the International Secret Police. and Clint returned to La Chaux-Sierring's country home with Marsha Winfield and her brother. With them also is Splinters, the renegade aviator from whom they hope to learn much concerning the octopus. As they are all about to go into the house, however, a shot rings out and Splinters drops to the ground wounded. We find the boys bringing him into the house now. All right, fellas. Have you seen? Uh, 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 yeah. Open the door, will you please? All right. That's it. I got it back. That's it. All right. Bring him right this way, Mr. Barlow. All right. There is a couch in this room. Uh, you can place him on that. Oh, thank you, Dala. Here, help me with him, Speed. Uh, it's pretty heavy. Dad. Okay, Clint. Here he goes on the couch. All right. Easy. Easy now. There we are. I don't know just how badly he's wounded. Say, Clint, do you want me to go out and see if I can find the guy that sniped him? No, Bonnie. He might get a bullet in your back for your pains. But you keep your eyes open in case they should try some target practice inside the house. Don't worry, pal. Is there anything I can do, sir? Uh, yes, there is, though. Uh, get me some hot water and a clean cloth we can use for bandages, will you? Uh, yes, I shall get them immediately. Is he hurt bad, Clint? Well, no, wait a minute. Let's see. Yes, he's got a nasty wound on the side of his head here, but I think they just creased him. Creased? Yes, that sharpshooter wasn't as accurate as he might have been. He meant that bullet to go into Splinter's brain. But instead, it just clipped some of his hair off and gave him a deep scalp wound. You mean, he's going to live? Sure he's going to live, kid. But he may have a headache for a while. I still don't see how anybody could have shot him without some of the servants noticing the gun. They were all around us. Yes, perhaps a few of C-Ring's servants are in the pay of the octopus. Do you really think so, Clint? He told us they've been with him for years. Well, that doesn't always make for loyalty speed. Oh, uh, well, I may be misjudging them. Perhaps whoever fired that shot was nowhere near the servants. He may have been using a high-powered rifle. Yeah. I'm going to look for that bullet tomorrow, as soon as it's daylight. It must be in the wall somewhere. Once I find that, we'll soon know what direction it came from. Is Splinter's coming, too? Uh, maybe. See, I wish I had some iodine handy, but our medicine case is still on the plane. Say, mine's here. Oh, it is? Yeah. Well, then hop to it and bring me some iodine, Barney. Splinter's has got to stay healthy for all our sakes. You bet. I'll be back in a jiffy. Oh, you think he might be hurt worse than your figure, Clint? And I don't believe so, Speed. A wound like this is very painful, but it isn't very serious. That's good. Boy, the octopus didn't waste any time in trying to keep Splinters quiet, did he? I'll say not. Evidently, Splinters can tell us plenty, Speed. Otherwise, the octopus wouldn't have bothered with him. 
Here is the hot water, Mr. Barlow. Oh, yes, the water, thank you. Just put it right down here. Don't All right. And here are the bandages. Oh, Where here. do you want them? Fine, thank you. Just give me the bandages. All right, sir. Here That's you it. Thank you. Well, I think that Splinters will be conscious again by the time I get his wound dressed. Oh, that is excellent. Where is Barney? He's gone to get some iodine out of his medicine kit. We have been missing some excitement. And how? Speed and Clint no sooner landed and got these folks out of the plane and somebody started shooting. And those two Tibetans standing in the corner, who are they? More octopus gangsters, Chief Tipo. They were guarding Miss Marcia, too. Golly, we've got a lot to tell you all after we bring splinters around. And now the iodines. Here you are, Clint. Oh, yes, I... Oh, give me a piece of cotton there, will you? Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Now, just hold his head over this way, please. All right. Uh, I'll bet that stuff hurts. No, no, don't torture me. I'll do anything you say. Anything, only don't torture me. No. Uh, I didn't let him get away. Hey, wait, wait. Hold, hold him down. Hold him, fellas. Don't let him get up. All right. He thinks the octopus has got him. Yes, I get this. Fellas had plenty of suffering at his hands. Look. Look, Splinters is opening his eyes. Where, where am I? You're safe enough now, Splinters. Bolo. What happened, Bolo? Oh, oh, my head hurts. Well, you were shot, Splinters. Yeah, one of your pals wanted to rub you out, but he missed by about an inch. The octopus. He won't rest until he does kill me. Then he won't get much rest, Splinters, because we're not going to let him kill you. I wish you'd station your men around the house, Chief Depot, as a guard against another attack. I did so before we came in, Mr. Barlow. I did not know we would find inside, so I placed a cordon of men around the house. No one can go in or out without being stopped by my men for questioning. Well, good. Now I'll just bandage this wound, Splinters, and you'll be almost as good as new. What about Miss Marsh and Larry? Well, we can't do much about them, Steve, until Dr. Kingsley makes the diagnosis. I want to take them to Nagchuka as soon as possible. They'll be safer there than they are here. You mean that the octopus may try to destroy them here? In my house? Sure, they can talk plenty when they get back to normal. Oh, uh, have you more cots like this one Splinters is on, Mr. Searing? Yes, we have several. Well, will you have them brought in here, please? Yes. I'll need enough for Miss Winfield and her brother, and for Speed, Barney, and myself. I don't want to let them out of my sight. What about the other two, the octopus gangsters? I'll put them in your charge, Chief Tipo, and don't let them try anything. I shall not, do not fear. How do you feel now, Splinters? Oh, a little better. Thanks, Ken. Think you can talk? Sure, why not? All right, then. Now, we heard Quan Wu mention something about the transfer of the slaves to a meeting place at the foot of the Himalayas. Where is that place? The Mardak. Uh, Mardak? Yeah, it's a village near Lake Tigotso. Tigotso? Uh-huh. All the slaves that was picked up around here and hidden in the lower rooms of the octopus's castle are... Slaves? In the castle? Sure. Well, I'll be darned. They're given the vapors asleep there, packed in gunny sacks, and then sent to this village of Marty. Clint, maybe that's what those torches meant on the foot trail. Remember when we saw them? Yes, Speed. And I never dreamed the octopus would attempt such a bold transfer. That's how he gets away with it. If he tried to sneak him across the country, the Tibetan government would be on his neck in a minute. But I do not understand. For what reason are the slaves being taken to Amada? A caravan will be formed there. A caravan that will go over the Himalayas into India. Over the Himalayas? Rup, right over Kulakangri Pass. In India, they'll be transferred to boats on the Brahmaputra River and carried to the coast and out into the Bay of Bengal. Gee, what a setup. And a successful one, too. Splinters hasn't told us about it. 
We've got the octopus right where we want him now. Yeah, but you might have trouble in convincing him of that, Dunlap. Don't forget those planes he has stationed at Black Pass. I don't think he'll dare use them, Splinters. They'd reveal his game too completely. No, the octopus thinks he's going to win, and because of that, won't send for those planes, will save as a last resort. Do you think I should call my men back, Mr. Barlow? No. Leave them stationed by the Archie Depot, but send word for them to prepare for an attack. When we give the word, they can advance on the pass of the Iron Dagger, and there'll be no way for the octopus and his gangsters to escape. Unless they fly out. Uh, we won't give them time for that speed. You mean you're going to attack the castle tonight? No, Bonnie. We'll lay low tonight and tomorrow, and perhaps longer. You see... Quan Wu escaped from us to warn the octopus that we had Marsh and the others. And he'll be ready for us now. I want to wait until he thinks that he's safe. That Splinters was killed by that shot from out of the dark. And then we'll pay him a visit. Probably while those mysterious gunny sacks are being carried down the foot trail. Say, just who is the octopus, Splinters? I don't know, Speed. I never saw him. You know, we should be hearing the result of those telephoto pictures from Chief Riley soon, Speed. But, however, we don't need that now. We've got splitters to identify the octopus. Yeah, I'll identify him all right. I'd know that voice in a million. I don't know if you'd recognize him as Paul Mounier, Splinters. He's disguised as an old man. I'll know him. Don't worry. Say, Clint, let's try to make Marsha talk again, huh? Yeah, you can try, Barney, but I'm afraid it's no use. Marsha? Marsha? Remember me? Old Barney? She just stares at him. I feel so sorry for her speed. I believe the young lady and her brother need good food and care more than anything else. Yeah, Poor Miss Marsh has been through an awful lot, I bet. And Larry looks bad, too. Yes, he'd suffered more than Marsh's speed. may take him longer to come out of it. But if anyone can cure them, it's Dr. Kingsley. I shall have one of the serving women care for the young lady, now that the excitement is over for the time being. Clean clothes and good hot soup would do wonders for her. Say, that reminds me, I'm hungry, too. But me haven't eaten anything since we left here. I haven't done much better sitting here with one ear glued to the short wave set. I was afraid to take time out to eat. Why didn't you let us know you was all right, Clint? Well, I didn't have a chance, Barney. We flew out of a sandstorm, you know, and I had my hands full handling the plane, while Speed was watching over Martian, Larry, and also keeping an eye on our prisoners. Uh, those two over there were handcuffed, but they could have done a lot of damage had they broken loose while we were in the plane. They're mighty quiet. They ain't said a word all the time they've been here. Yeah, but they look plenty tough, all right. Maybe we can get them to talk when the time comes. And right now, I think we'd better turn in for the night, huh? Yes, you must be exhausted from the day's happenings, Mr. Barlow. Yes, I am tired, Doa. I shall order some food for you all and the cot. And I can help you on that, Mr. Searing. Boy, I'm tired, too. But am I glad that we found Miss Marsh again, and her brother, too. Yeah, and this time I hope we keep him. What do you mean, Barney? Uh-oh, something tells me this night ain't going to be as restful as we hope. Not with splinters in the windfields in the house... And octopus gangsters in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> 